All right, here we go again. This is Dr. Ernie here. I am trying to connect with my man, Elijah. We've been having an ongoing conversation on YouTube and on iMessage, and I'm hoping we can bring it online here. I will try and queue it up, and hopefully he will join me shortly. There he is. All right, we made it. Hello, Elijah. Hey, Ernest. How you doing? Doing good. Took me a little while to get the subject line fixed, but uh, and the dogs were a little rambunctious. Yeah, but you, you, know, you can only put so much in now. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so wish anyway. it was a little longer sometimes because I find myself trying to figure out, okay, how do I reword this so that it says what I <laughs> wanted to say? Yeah. So, just to bring everyone up to oh. speed, we had a, a little chat on my YouTube channel last week about uh, various things. Um, and I uh, appreciate mm -hmm. your jumping on so we can do our little podcast episode here on the Wisdom app. So, the, right. the question, which may get a bit meta, is I was asking if you, and in some sense, I'm also asking the broader question of religion in general, is... If someone's asking questions, do you see that as a sign of doubt rather than, say, curiosity? No, I don't at all. But where we, we um, to me, where my emphasis is, is not so much on the asking of the question, but where the answer comes from. Um, Paul said over in Ephesians how that by revelation, the Messiah made known unto me the mystery of his will. And he also wrote over there in Romans 1, 19 and 20 that that which may be known of God. And my teacher used to emphasize that what may is a word by permission. And so when we're asking each other questions, it's okay. And you can say that um, you can give an answer to the question. And we can debate about whether or not it is the wrong answer or the right answer. But the point is, is that even if it is the right answer, it still takes the Holy Spirit and that individual to reveal it in their understanding. If you look up the word revelation, one of my teacher's favorite definitions and the definition that he felt was most apropos was the third definition. And that is that a revelation is a religious truth, uh, a a a mystery, I'm sorry, not revelation, but a mystery, excuse me, not revelation. A mystery is a religious truth knowable only by divine revelation. And so when we're asking each other questions and saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we're looking for somebody else to break it down for us and explain it to us in poly, uh, 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 poly detail um, that we are going about it the wrong way if we think that somebody can explain something to our satisfaction to the point where I can say, oh, I see it now. No, that's not how you see, you see, that's not how you see. Okay, it. So, I, I so I think it's, okay, so let's, let's, let me uh, push back on that definition a little bit. Uh, first of all, I think there are certainly things that I agree with you are matters of pure revelation, right? So when Jesus said to Peter, you know, when Peter said to Jesus, you are the Christ, Jesus said to him, you know, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Okay? There are certain things I think we can agree that are matters of, you know, only happens through the Spirit intervening. There are other things that I would argue 
that are not matters of revelation. Like, for example, the structure of the atom. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is the glory of kings to search it out. Right. So there are many facts about the natural world, which I would claim are not. I mean, it can require inspiration. And I don't want to diminish the role of the Holy Spirit in that, but it also requires a lot of learning and hard work to understand these things. Those are not matters of pure revelation. Would you be okay with that distinction? No, I wouldn't be because when you're talking oh, really? about this, no, I wouldn't be because you, you're you not asking me about something physical and tangible. Well, well first of all, you're first asking of all, me. Make sure we, well, 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 first of all, let's, let's not jump to that point. I want to see if you accept my initial point that there are certain mundane matters which are purely sort of physical matters of the senses and of the mind and do not necessarily, sometimes it helps, but they do not necessarily require revelation to apprehend them, like the structure of that. Would you agree that there is a category of things like that? I, I think there are things that require greater understanding than others, but I still say that no matter, even no matter what you're talking about, you know, you are a physicist. I couldn't be a physicist. Mm-hmm. I was a physicist. Because, yeah. you understand? And now what is it in you that if, if we did a, 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 an autopsy of our physical bodies, well, every component you have in your body, I have in my physical body. But there's something mm-hmm. operating in you spiritually or psychologically that allows you to have an understanding of the, uh, the, the universe and, and things concerning to, to the universe that I don't understand, that I cannot see. I would say those well, things well, are well, gifts. Well, 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 let's talk about that, because there's like three different things involved in that, which it's worth teasing apart. Okay, one, and I think the most important one, frankly, is curiosity. Uh, I've said before that a physicist is a two-year-old who never stopped asking why, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a certain curiosity that one has about things. Uh, mm-hmm. Second, I will acknowledge that there's a certain amount of mental machinery that is useful. If you have a hard time manipulating abstract symbols, you'll have a great difficulty working through the math for higher levels of physics, right? Mm-hmm. And it's possible there are other aptitudes like that. And the third, frankly, is cultural conditioning and the environment, right? I mean, you could be you know, full of great curiosity, um, but if you are living in the time of Plato, you're not going to be able to figure out the subatomic structure of the atom, no matter how much uh, insight or curiosity or even revelation you have, because you don't have some of the basic concepts in place to make sense out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you agree with that when it comes to matters like physics? Sure. Okay. Now you made a very interesting point where you said that there's the issues of spirituality and psychology. And that's fascinating to me because for me, psychology is precisely in this gray zone between matters of spirituality and matters of science. Mm-hmm. And so like I can say, okay, there's certainly spiritual truths which you cannot apprehend without the Holy Spirit working in a way that transcends flesh and blood. And there are scientific truths who are accessible to anyone with the right uh, mindset and mental and cultural equipment without, and I believe that all mind and matter and everything is sort of in some ways derived from spirits. I'm not going to say that there's no spirit involved, but there's no explicit revelation. When when I see that the grass is green, we don't normally 
label that as something that is revelation, that is more perception uh, or analysis. And to me, matters of psychology uh, live in this sort of awkward gray zone between spiritual questions and scientific questions. Right, but your, your title here is, does religion, not does science, Mm -hmm. So when you say religion, you're talking about well, spiritual no, matters, right? Well, you know, well, it's funny, actually. You know, uh, I had this conversation with our friend uh, who was supposed to post on my podcast uh, on the multiple voices thing around Thanksgiving. I didn't see it up oh, yet. Oh, Claudia. Yeah, uh, Claudia. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she'll get to it. It'll probably be this. So. Uh, yes, it's yeah. not a big deal. But it, it's just interesting. And what I said to her is, you know, people ask me about this question of what about the conflict between science and religion? And I mm -hmm. said, you know, I was, was confused why people thought there was this conflict. And then I realized, I think of science and religion as techniques. And they are complementary techniques, which are good in different scenarios. But a lot of people think of science and religion in terms of authorities. And authorities, when they are questioned, so let me be more blunt. When authorities... When the basis of someone's authority is that they have unique access to knowledge and then mm -hmm. someone doubts that, I think they actually perceive that as a threat to their position, um, to their being authoritative on this matter. Are and, you referring to me specifically? Um, I don't know. That's one of the questions I had. Uh, but certainly I have experienced that with religious authorities and occasionally scientific authorities. And to me, that is a sign of insecurity. Uh, there were certainly mm -hmm. phrases you used during our conversation last week. You said that uh, we used to imply that I should not be asking these kinds of questions. No, I didn't feel as though it, it wasn't a matter of according well, to my own authority. It was a sign of immaturity or rebelliousness that I was trying to find answers to these questions. Well, well, and, but, the, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, like, okay, so why don't you restate what you meant to say about the questions I was asking, just to clarify that. Then. Well, I went back and listened to the conversation. I don't know if you had a chance to. I listened to parts of and, it. Yeah. And you started off, you asked several questions, actually, but the question... I'll say that that started the 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 division, if you will, mm -hmm. is you said, well, what happens to the old cheat? Yeah. And I said, well, why is that so important to you? I right. said, and, if, we, if, and, we, and we seem to have gotten stuck there because it seemed like that was a rhetorical question, not a genuinely curious question about what I might be trying to get out of it. Well, and then you went on to say, well, it's important to me because I'm trying to be reconciled and to people like my mom and other members of my family that there is mm -hmm. issues with. And mm -hmm. I even went on to say that if we're talking about a supreme intelligence that has the power to keep the sun, moon, and star suns in 93 million miles from the earth, hasn't mm -hmm. had any near you know, uh, uh, experiences mm -hmm. with it yet, haven't had any issues with that at all. Jupiter's still where it's supposed to be. Mars is still where it's supposed to be. You're, you're not going to... Don't give me a lecture on physics, please, Elijah. <laughs> I'm not giving you a lecture on physics. See, there you go again. 
you can so easily like see you where are. other people are being aggressive, but you don't see where I'm because I will, I will if, 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 if you understood the because I am feeling lectured on is like, you know, make your point. Can you make your point without having to elaborate with lots of examples? Can you just state your point clearly? Let, let me tell you something, Ernest. When, yes. when you ask me to answer a question, I will answer mm -hmm. it how I choose to answer it. And if you don't like the way I answer a question, then don't ask me a question. You know, that is totally you can fair. See, you can easily see, you can easily see all through that conversation, you could see where I was being aggressive. You say I told you this is the way it is. No, what I said was, is this is the way it is for me. It doesn't have okay. to be that way for you. But you have a habit of telling people, do it like, do it like this. No, don't say that. Don't say this. Say it like this. Wait a minute. Let me say what I'm saying. Nobody's lecturing you on physics. I wouldn't be so bold as to do that. My point was, if you can see that those things are operating according to a, a spirit law, then why can't you trust that same spirit law to operate in your life? Whether it be with your mother, your wife, or your children. All right. Was that I a? Just, I just think that you, 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 you can be very aggressive sometimes, and you don't even realize it. You are absolutely right. I, I think I told you that I was annoying last time, and you disagreed. I think no, you're coming it's, around it's to my not point annoying. <laughs> it, it, I don't find it annoying. I find I find I find it rather rude, though. Okay, if you if you the word works the word rude works with you better than annoying, I will totally acknowledge that word and own that word and apologize for it. So, let's, what, 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 what was it that okay. you... you... So, so, so let me understand, when you were saying why, was that a rhetorical question or are you curious? You told me why. You said because you're trying to be reconciled to the people in your life. Right, and then you gave me your answer about, well, if I can see that the world obeys natural law, let me make sure I heard you correctly, then why can I not trust that same natural law to work out those reconciliation issues? Was that your point? That was my point. Okay, now can I respond to that point? Sure, please. Okay, so from my perspective, there are different types of entities in the universe. Uh, some of them automatically obey, and there are phases in our life and development where we have automatic obedience, unconscious receiving, was the term I used. But that I'm arguing that there's other phases in our development as human beings, which are not shared by inanimate objects, where we have to make a conscious choice to partner with God in our redemption. Just like as children, we have to consciously partner in our uh, development. Did that part make sense to you? Even if I heard you what you agree with it? I heard, I heard what you said. I don't agree right. because 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 if you, who who's leading this partnership? Uh, so what I said was that there's a couple of different types of ways that we relate to the ultimate to God, right? As children, we are in a state where we are primarily receiving, and our responsibility is to sort of passively receive what is given to us, and that is a very important phase of development. Mm -hmm. But there's another phase of development, which I think is demonstrated in the scriptures, where people argue with God. 
Abraham argues with God. Jesus argues with God. And I think that those are where is that in the scripture where Jesus argues with God? I'm sorry. No, where is that in the scripture? He's not arguing with anybody. Okay, so okay, maybe the word argument is not proper. Where they're expressing a difference of opinion, where he says, you know, God, I don't you want me to do this? I don't want to do this. You know, is there any other way? Uh And eventually God says no. And he says, okay, not my will, but yours. But there's a struggle there. And uh-huh. if argument isn't the right word, I'm totally open to using a different word. But there's a difference of opinion that they're trying to work through. Uh-huh. And to me, that uh, type of interaction is very much what I think of when it, about in terms of being a friend of God is being okay. able to have those kinds of arguments and conversations and working through those things. And I think that God delights in that. And that is one of the unique reasons he created human beings. So we can have these kinds of dialogues and disagreements and in some sense, partnership, even if we are vastly junior partners, there is still a sense, I think, in which God wants to partner with us in a way that is different than the way he works through the rest of creation. Okay. So I'm getting back to your question. Does religion see see questions as implying doubt? Mm-hmm. When you're, we, 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 there's, there's two different dynamics in which the creator speaks about mankind in the Bible. Mm-hmm. One is him being their father and him and them being his children. Mm-hmm. And another is him being their husband and them being his bride. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to offend any females in the audience. This we're talking <laughs> about from a, a spiritual standpoint that the man is looked at spiritually speaking. You see, I'm not I'm not saying some man needs to be walking up in any in, in the house talking about I'll run. The, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're saying spiritually speaking, the creator is the husband man or he is the father. And in both of those instances, the father would still be the 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 authority in that situation and the husband would still be the head of the house or of the body the final de- the, the the final word on any matter spiritually speaking uh, and in some right. houses so maybe even physically speaking go ahead sure okay so so that's fine so let's go with that picture okay mm-hmm. but i think we would also agree with the garden of eden perspective that man, that wife, woman was made to be a helpmeet to man, bone of his bone, mm-hmm. flesh of his flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't hear what you're saying, Ernest. I don't know if you're walking married. into a bad Sorry, area. Did we get a? Okay, can you repeat what you just said? Because you, uh, I don't know if you you walked into a bad area. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I may have hit a button. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, butt dialed something. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, is that we would agree that, like in the Garden of Eden, the woman is presented to Adam as a helpmeet. Yes. Right, and that I would think yes. you would probably agree that uh, the healthiest marriages are one where they are working towards deeper levels of partnership. Correct. And sharing of minds and beliefs and values and understanding, not merely blind obedience. Sure. Right? 
sure. Okay, so right. that's why the, 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 the image of, of what, you know, the, the way that the universe reacts to God, I don't think atoms and stars have to do a lot of learning um, or really have much in the way of sophisticated dialogue with God. They mm-hmm. just are. Um, but I think what it means to be human is precisely that we have this multi-dimensional engagement with the divine, uh, where we ask questions, we can disagree, we can wrestle through things. I mean, Jacob wrestling with the angel uh, was a is for me very paradigmatic of many of the ways I encounter God. Now, sometimes my encounters with God are very much passive, receptive, a flower to the bee just sitting there and soaking in the immensity and the beauty of presence of God. And, you know, there are times where I feel like I've had moments of revelation where God, uh, in my tradition, they call it God downloads things into you and you see things, um, you know, that you could never have imagined or thought up on your own. And I don't Mm -hmm. deny the validity and the importance of those experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do not think that the existence of those invalidates the other kind of engagement with the divine. And and I don't have a problem with you saying that, but see, it still goes back to what you said. Does religion see questions as implying doubt? So you're asking me as a person outside of you, do Mm -hmm. I mind you asking me questions? And I'll go back to my first answer because you said, well, I think that there is a point where we wrestle with the spirit and we wrestle with God. And you said that you speak to God. Mm -hmm. And my point is simply this. Are you wrestling with God? And you argue with them. Fine. Yeah. But are you arguing with him or are you arguing with people in your life or religious people? Because. It's a difference between saying, I look to God to answer certain questions with me and we have this dialogue, or I look to people to answer certain questions with me, and then I argue with them about those questions. You know, it's, um, it's an interesting point. Um, and you're right that it may be two different questions. Um, So let me actually, you know, I'm wondering if I may have been hasty in my judgment and misunderstood you. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the, the feeling that I got, and this may be an emotional reaction that in careful reading, I would retract, but let me just share you what I felt. Sure. Like I felt like you were saying, I should not be asking these kinds of questions because if I was, uh, because they've spring from a place of my own sort of insecurity or lack of peace and joy, rather than just passively trusting the need to receive from God the way the sun, the moon, and the stars do. That's kind of the impression I got. Was that inaccurate? It was not totally inaccurate, to be fair, and this is why I say it wasn't totally inaccurate. If you're asking something and you're looking for the creator to answer that question, but yet you're in a state of peace, you're content, waiting for the answer to be revealed in you, then that's one thing. But if you're tormented by a question or the lack of understanding regarding a certain question, then my question, then I have to say like Peter regarding Paul, why wrestle with that to your own dismay? That is my point. 
it's one thing yeah, to okay, say, you know, I, hey, I was wondering about, go ahead. No, you know, I, I think that's a really fair critique and not entirely off the mark. Okay, I will concede that point. However, I think there's a third option in there somewhere that I would like to suggest. So there is times where I have like, is God good? Is God real? And I, it, it was a tormenting thing for me, right? Where I, had, where I really mm-hmm. did doubt God and I had a lot of angst and anger and things like that. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. And since then, I have gone through many stages of therapy and revelation and mystical encounters and so forth. And I feel like, okay, God, I'm good. Like, I feel like you and me, we're on the same team. I get you, you get me. Uh, and that's cool. The things that I am curious about, um, and sometimes I will acknowledge this curiosity veers into anxiety, mm-hmm. but it's that, um, you know, that I feel like we are called to be Christ's hand and, hands and feet in this world. Uh-huh. And I look around at the people I know who love God, uh, not just those who say they love God, but that actually who genuinely do love God. And I look at the things they do, and you talked about this before, that one of the reasons that you really trust your uh, teachers is that you saw this peace and joy in their life, right? Uh-huh. And I think there is something there that is a fruit, like, hey, these people understand something of great importance, we should pay heed to them. And I'm totally fine with that as far as it goes. But I also Mm -hmm. look and see, okay, a lot of these people, um, there's places where their behavior diverges from their uh, uh, rhetoric. And Mm -hmm. like, I, I myself, I think of myself as a fairly decent person, but I definitely diverge from the uh, image of Christ that I am trying to convey to people. And the question is then, well, there is a a thing where I feel like I need to work out my salvation uh, in the sense of learning how to, and frankly, I think most of it is actually unlearning, right? We are Mm -hmm. all, uh, someone would say, programmed by our culture and our upbringing to believe certain things subconsciously without even realizing it. And so a Mm -hmm. lot of what I'm doing is not so much like trying to discover a new truth, but to excavate uh, lies that I have fallen victim to unaware that are controlling my behavior and my beliefs. And so these are, I have extended conversations with God in various forms about many of these things, but also one of the things that I do on the Wisdom app is find people who say they know things. I say, okay, maybe you understand one of these truths that I myself do not, and if I can grill you and improve my understanding of that, that will help shed a light in an area that is currently dark to me. And so that's one of the reasons why I ask these questions of human beings, because God may have showed them something that is currently opaque to me. Right, Ernest. But see, that goes back for me personally to the point that I was making earlier. You, you, you very much are someone who feels that all of us have a unique individual relationship with the, cre- with the Heavenly Father. And mm-hmm. you say, well, I, I, I ask you and others, Elijah, because you may have a perspective that's, mm-hmm. you know, valuable to me. Mm-hmm. But, but what I'm saying is, 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 is that the perspective can't come from me. I, I, it, it cannot come from me. Um, just because 
I'm content with something or, or I say I see. I can't give you my eyes. And so a lot of times to me when I'm listening to you, um, not just with myself, but even with your conversation with Rebecca the other day, sometimes mm-hmm. it comes out as contentious because it feels like you're trying to, I don't now, now I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt and saying, okay, he's sincere. He's not just being facetious. But it feels like you're trying to 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 take people's. It's like you'll find people who say, "Okay, you you believe a certain thing and you say you're confident in that thing. Okay, well, I'm going to test your theory. And if you can't satisfy it to my satisfaction, my response is you're just trying to convince me and you're just trying to convince yourself. Those are the words you said to me uh, on that Saturday conversation. And my response to, precise, to that, if I, if I, by the way, go ahead. I, I think I meant to say something slightly different. I may have misspoke. Okay. What I said was, I wonder if you are trying to convince me, or if you're trying to convince yourself. That's what I meant to. But what does that mean, But do you realize how offensive okay. that is to tell somebody uh, uh, you're just trying to convince uh, uh, yourself? Because so, what 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 would you know, make you think okay. that I, I I'm trying to convince myself? Because I'm explaining something to you that you've asked me to explain, or I'm explaining it a different uh, okay. way and trying to relate uh, it to you a different way. Okay, I, th- I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I see where some of the disconnect occurred. Mm-hmm. Okay, from my perspective, I was asking what I thought was a straightforward question, and the response that I felt that I got, which may not be at all what you intended, but it was that like, hey, no. Uh, you shouldn't be asking these kinds of questions. And I didn't hear, and maybe this is what you meant to say, you know, Ernie, I feel like this question is coming from a place of insecurity and need and fear and doubt. And raising that as a question on the table and say, okay, Ernie, and like you actually asking me, do you think this is coming from a place of fear and doubt and insecurity or out of a genuine, honest, godly curiosity? And it felt like you were denying the category of godly curiosity as an option for asking these questions. Do you want me to come back up or do we want to just save this for a different time? Uh, well, we, um, it's a good question. I got to head back in and get to dinner soon. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to let you go. There's some other poor soul who's been listening to us who wants to jump in. I will let him come in and say his couple minutes of peace, and then I got to log off and get my bed, go back to bed. Uh, we will talk offline, Elijah, and find another time and place to talk. I do appreciate your working through this, me, and I do want to apologize for my rudeness. I think that is a legitimate critique of my behavior that I need to work on, and I'm trying to understand one of the things I'm trying to understand. Why do I do that? All right. Um, Amir, you have been very patient and very brave to jump in on this. I will let you come in and talk for a few minutes before I have to jump off. Thank you for joining us, Amir. Hello? You still there? Did you accidentally join without intending to? And lose track? Hello? I hear static. Is there a human being there? Testing one, two, three. Hello? I hear something that almost sounded like a word. I think he muted. 
he may be having audio difficulties. I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional for him to join in the first place or if he's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, <sighs> Ironically, I think I'm getting some of the answers I was looking for uh, in that one of the reasons why I have these issues is that I am uh, slightly autistic on one hand and slightly obsessive on the other and probably slightly insecure. And I guess that's kind of my point is some of these old man things are still things that lurk in my subconscious and make me act out in ways that are contrary to how I want to present myself and present Christ to the world. And I guess the honest question is, how do I deal with that? Hello? Amir, are you hello? there? Yeah, hello. Oh, thank you so much Hey, for sorry, I just didn't know how to use this. <laughs> I'm kind of new here, but I was just uh, listening to your conversation. It was just, uh, inter uh, interesting. So... <laughs> I admire your courage in jumping in. Did you have any observations yeah. you want to share before I wrap oh, up? Oh no, I was just I was just listening. Uh, I couldn't find a good podcast. I just started listening to you because we're just uh, just going back and forth, and I was just you know just having fun, I guess. All right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, you're welcome to. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Transforming Human Systems, where I've had a couple of other yeah. conversations with Elijah. Uh, I'm sure this yep. is not the last of our conversation. You can find a couple of others in our respective podcast histories. Oh, yeah. And welcome oh, to yeah, the Wisdom sure. app. And I hope you uh, <laughs> find it enjoyable and hopefully even illuminating. You got it, man. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thank Take you, care. everyone. I'm going to call it a night. Uh, have a wonderful week. And I'm sure we will catch up with some of you in some context at some other time. Good night. You got it. Bye-bye.